We are. We are. We are cultivate. 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 We are cultivate. Thank you so much for tuning in to Weird Distractions Podcast. This is a weekly show where I, your host Alex, rotate discussing true crime cases, paranormal hotspots, eerie folklore tales, urban legends, and conspiracy theories to provide you and more than likely what Betty Carter may have considered a weird distraction from everyday life. This week, I'm covering a disappearance case out of the United States, but of course, before jumping into that, I'll let you in on what I need a distraction from this week. If you have a need for a distraction that you'd like for me to read on air, whether you need a distraction from the weird holiday lull that's going on or have nothing else to watch on Netflix, feel free to send it my way by either DMing me or sending me an email. My need for a distraction this week is going to be pretty simple and to the point. I'm not mentally prepared for 2024. I know it's just going to be another day and whatnot. It's not going to be this huge magical thing, but I'm just not mentally ready for 2024 because if you listened last week, you have heard me mention that I'm going to be turning 30 in a couple days after this episode is released. So I'm not really mentally prepared for that. I know it's just another day, another number, whatever, but I'm one of those people that sometimes I get hyper fixated on things and turning 30 is slowly becoming a hyper fixation. But that's all I need a distraction from this week. Of course, the world is on fire. Everything is awful. So talking about something completely different would be great. Let's dive into this week's episode. It's going to be a sad one, obviously, if you can look at the title. However, let's just learn about this case. I think it's a good opportunity for us to take a moment, walk away from whatever we're needing a distraction from in our life this week, and learn about someone whose case needs a lot more light to it. Being that this is the last episode of 2023, which crazy for me to say out loud, I figured it would be a good opportunity to highlight a missing persons case with hopes that it'll continue to be discussed in the new year and for years to come. With this being said, let's get into the mysterious disappearance of Adele Marie Wells, one that has plagued Flint, Michigan for over 60 years. Just a heads up, this will be more than likely a shorter episode given the lack of in-depth information I was able to find out about Adele in my research, but please don't skip this episode just because it's a short one, as I hope you take some time to learn about Adele and her disappearance. Due to potential coarse language, distressing topics, and other potential disturbing adult themes that could be discussed today, listener discretion is advised. Adele Marie Wells came into this world on January 1st of 1951, where she would be a part of a bustling family of nine. Reports claim that her father, Carl W. Wells, worked at a factory in Flint, Michigan, where the family reportedly resided in. Not much is known about Adele as a child, nor is there much publicly stated online about her family life prior to her disappearance. What has been shared online takes us to 1958, when seven-year-old Adele woke up on November 21st with a bit of a cold. Because of this, accounts claim that Adele decided to stay at home from school that morning. However, as the morning went on, she reportedly decided to go to school. 
So she left her family home and made her way to Jefferson Elementary School located near Oak Knoll Park. Adele's grandmother supposedly lived nearby the school, so it wasn't out of character that Adele would stop at her grandmother's house first, which is what occurred on that November 21st day. Reports claim that Adele stopped in to show her grandmother how her mother had done up her hair that day for school. She was very proud of how her hair looked that day. After the visit came to an end, Adele, who was wearing a gray cotton coat, a blue dress with small animal figures along the hemline, red knee-length socks, and black shoes, left her grandmother's home. Tragically, this would be the last time anyone in Adele's family would see Adele ever again. What happened next in Adele's life is an utter mystery, but what I have gathered is that Adele's family grew concerned when Adele did not come home from school. This was out of character for her. She didn't have plans after school from what I gathered, and as such, concern grew, respectively. Some accounts claim that girls from Adele's school saw Adele being forced into a pink and white car near her home, but police would later apparently dismiss these reports. Other reports came into police that a young black man wearing a gray coat and red socks was witnessed carrying a young girl, seemingly around Adele's age, toward a black Chevrolet near Gilkey Creek on Lewis Street. This location, from what I saw on Google Maps, is kind of around the Jefferson Elementary School area. This same man was reportedly witnessed by Adele's schoolmates driving a similar car attempting to entice them into his vehicle only a few days before Adele had vanished. So this mystery man had been hanging around Adele's school, allegedly, for a couple of days before Adele actually went missing, which is a pretty eerie thing to think about. However, this report led nowhere. The man reported to police was never identified, and no other suspects were ever brought up in connection with Adele's case. On the following Sunday after Adele went missing, 1,000 people went out searching for her with no clues or leads being publicly shared. I'm unsure why, but Flint police indicated there would be no further mass searches scheduled after this one for Adele. So it was kind of a one-and-done situation, even though there wasn't anything found in that search. So you would think, hypothetically, hmm, a young girl's gone missing, we should just keep searching until we find something. This decision could have been made for a multitude of reasons. However, given Adele was a young black girl, it's hard for folks like myself not to presume that her case hasn't been given as much time of day because of her skin color. Unfortunately, this is a theme that we've seen throughout time and we've seen throughout many cases covered on the show. I'm not indicating that this is for sure the only reason why that maybe there wasn't another search done. Maybe it was due to lack of resources. Maybe there was an uptick in crimes and Adele's case just kind of got put to the back burner. Regardless, it's hard to say why there wasn't as much attention to Adele's case. Between a plethora of different reasons, on top of a lack of physical evidence, Adele's case has seemingly gone cold. There have been no new suspects or ties to any other major kidnappings in the area. From what I have gathered, there wasn't any thought of, oh, she maybe just ran away from home. And from my understanding, it's always been believed that this has been a clear-cut kidnapping case, but clear-cut used loosely because we don't know who did it or why. Although this may sound like there's absolutely no chance of discovery of anything, Ada E. highlighted in their writing for the original Newsbreak that, quote, Adele's dental and fingerprint records remain elusive. There is DNA available offering a glimmer of hope for potential leads or identifications, end quote. 
At the time of her disappearance, Adele was characterized as a petite girl standing at 3 feet 6 inches and weighing between 45 to 60 pounds. She had wavy, dark brown hair with distinctive bangs and brown eyes. If alive today, Adele would be 72, turning 73 the day after this episode comes out. Let's hope that it won't take another 60-some-odd years for any of Adele's living relatives and friends to find out what happened to her. That's all the information I have to provide regarding Adele's case, so now it's time to wrap up this week's episode. I've probably said it before, but I will continue to reiterate the importance of highlighting missing persons cases of all people, no matter how little information we have or how cold the case has gotten, because I think it's important that we continue to breathe life back into cases like Adele's, as you never know who out there may know something, which could lead to some new information. For anyone with information regarding the disappearance of Adele Marie Wells, please contact the Flint Police at 810-237-6945 or the Michigan State Police at 313-215-0675, referencing the case numbers 15053-14 and 35-7663-58. I would love to hear everybody's thoughts on today's case. Again, I know it's going to be a shorter episode. I'm already looking at the time and it's it's a shorter episode today, but I would love to hear what you think of today's case. If there's any other cases like Adele's you want me to highlight on the show, please feel free to reach out by either sending me an email or by sending me a DM. Last but not least, I hope everyone has a great New Year's Eve and a great New Year's Day. I will be seeing you all in 2024. If you've enjoyed today's Weird Distractions episode, please consider telling your friends, family, coworkers, anyone who you think needs a distraction about the show. Doing so is one of the best ways to support this show for free. Speaking of supporting the podcast for free, please consider leaving a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Good Pods, Spotify, or whatever platform you're tuning into. When it comes to any corrections that need to be made or perhaps some constructive feedback, please feel free to send me an email at weirddistractionspodcast at outlook.com. Are you looking to rep some Weird Distractions merch? Please check out the link in today's show notes for the bonfire link. It's never a bad time to treat somebody you love or perhaps treat yourself. Although the Patreon page is currently on an indefinite hiatus, I just want to thank the previous patrons of the show. Tom, Bailey, Angela, John, Alicia, Lynn, Shadow, Courtney, Cheryl, Susan, Jennifer, and Kristen. Thank you for supporting the Patreon page. I truly appreciate every single one of you. For those on social media, Weird Distractions can be found on Instagram, Twitter, Threads, TikTok, and Facebook. Lastly, I'm always wanting to hear from you. I'm looking to hear about your weird paranormal encounters, maybe too close to home true crime cases, and other weird experiences that you're willing to share to be featured on a future Listener Distractions episode. No matter how short, how long, spooky, or just weird, send your tales my way to, again, the show's email address being weirddistractionspodcasts at outlook.com. Thank you so much for listening, and as always, if you need a distraction, I got you. Bye.